Yo, it's your boys, Jimmy Daz and Defer here. What's up, lads? What's up, what's up, what's up? Very up good, very good, very good. Good, 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 good. And look, today we are stoked to be joined again by our mate Tom from Celestial Sanctuary. Cheers for joining us, dude. Round two. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I need to get some sound effects for these occasions. Sample <laughs> yeah. that, man. Yeah. No, I'm uh, really stoked to be here. Thanks for having me along again. Oh, no, oh, absolutely. Absolute pleasure, man. And you were our first ever guest back in 2021. That's two years ago, Matt. Yeah, two years ago that was. That was the first one. You were the very yeah, first yeah. one, yeah. As if. I didn't realise that. The old Metal Brick Road. That's, That's it, it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate. We were only a handful of episodes in at that point, weren't we? So Yeah. yeah. Mental. Oh, blimey. But... How things have changed. How far you guys have come along, eh? Oh, and, and you guys. Yeah, like, funnily enough, that segued nicely into me, because I was going to say, for you, it feels like a real nice upwards trajectory you've been on for the last couple of years. Like, um... Sam Holden's on an upwards trajectory after he got shoved, mate, in that fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to him, bro. I had to mention it. I was just talking to him and that, and I just fucking will never get that image out of my head. It's amazing. I'm sorry, Sam, but fucking up. <laughs> he did look, you know, like that scene in Scott Pilgrim where he gets like uppercut. <laughs> like that. <laughs> he took one for the team, mate. He did big time. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like fucking cartoon. His boots are still on the floor with smoke coming out of them. <laughs> and then he, like Tweety Birds going around. His oh, head. God, <laughs> oh, but mate, how the last two years for you guys? Has it been a bit, bit surreal for you to like how how far you've come and where you're at currently? <laughs> yeah, man. Like with. Uh... We've been grinding away, obviously, but I mean, I think even, uh, you know, like when I was last on here two years ago, if you'd have told me that we would have been playing with a bitcher at the electric ballroom, I would have <laughs> yeah, yeah. called you a yeah. fucking nut. I would have said, shut the fuck up. No way. <laughs> but yeah, here we are, like, yeah, two years later and yeah, fucking so much has changed, like so much has happened. It's pretty fucking crazy. And yeah, it's just been a buzz. And I, I, I probably said like last time that, you know, like, <clears throat> to just I didn't I never really set out to achieve anything when I put the demo down and then so like everything has just been a bonus and it's just been so much fun it's been cool meeting people making new friends and stuff it's been fucking blast yeah man I mean it's like you know you've been in bands before so it's not like you're, you're new to this so I guess in when you put a band together you always want to do something good do you know what I mean it's not like you just put a band together to play local in the dev to 30 people every night, like, or every other, do you know what I mean? Like you want to get somewhere, but um, it's just cool to see it finally happen to fucking some good dudes, man. So. Oh, cheers, man. Yeah. And yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Obviously the the first strike of the chord, you're thinking like, oh yeah, main stage bloodstock. Yeah. 23, yeah. here we come. <laughs> 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 that hasn't happened, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. I, I don't take any of anything for granted. No, that's so cool, man. Um, So let's get in into, because it's officially been unveiled 25th of August church road records, insatiable first for torment. How are you feeling now? Like the announcements been made, like relieved, excited, nervous, all of them. Yeah, I mean to be honest, like that's that's the first time I've ever heard anyone like say it in person. So that's kind oh, of like, oh, wow. <laughs> kind of cool, you know. Um, yeah, like it's just been. I sort of thought like 
you know, with the with the first album, I sort of like prided myself on like how quickly I was able to like write that and how quick of a process that was. This time around is vastly different. I think I've been <clears throat> sorry, I say we we've been writing it for the best part of two years. So to finally be at this point where people can see the artwork, people know kind of can kind of get an idea of the direction we're headed in. It feels like a massive weight off my shoulder and it's kind yeah, of feels like, you know, it's cool that I can finally sort of like say like, yeah, this is kind of not the vision. That sounds wanky, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, yeah. it feels cool. Like we're all extremely fucking proud of this thing. And yeah, it just feels good to hear people say insatiable thirst for torment <laughs> as much of a mouthful as that is. It's such a sick name, man. I think that's a fucking great title. It's so hard, man. It is, yeah. mate. That is hard. Nice one. No, I appreciate that. That's a, that's another thing. It's kind of like with the last album, and I'm I'm going to be going back and forth comparing the two. With the with the yeah, last cool, one, man. it's kind of like I didn't really think about like the song titles. I didn't really think about the album title like at all. It's kind of like, well, these are the lyrics. These song titles make sense and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just been sort of like more thought gone into every element. And yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Do you think the album sounds like a it's a good name? Dude, if, if Cannibal Corpse came out. And unveiled their new album was called Insatiable First for Torment. Everyone blew. Oh my god, that is <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the hardest <laughs> shit ever, man. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so biomineralization, cell death, uh, is the first single you dropped on here. What was the? Did you have any specific thinking behind dropping that track first? Um, no, not really. I mean, like, cause I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. A lot of bands say this i'm also sure a lot of bands probably say like yeah the single was like clear from the get-go with this one like it really wasn't and it was kind of like even up until like the day before this one was going to come out i was like ah is this the right <laughs> one to go with like you know, but um so no it's kind of just like i guess it was like just picking straws out of a hat about which one should go first and whether it was like just instinctive to think like this is a good one it may not fully represent everything about the album i think it gives you a glimpse into the album but i think you know in in terms of a standalone song like it fucking rocks yeah <laughs> yeah Jesus yeah, absolutely Christ, man. man yeah it's just that's the that's the banger let's put that one out um you you, you just sort of touched on it Tom. it's like for anyone who oh, i was gonna say no i can't say that. is this a good indication of what people are going to get from the record when it comes out or it's in the record is there going to be like oh shit i didn't think they were going to do that or i didn't think they were going to go down that path or oh 100 percent. like i just said yeah like the like i said like it doesn't i don't think this song encapsulates the whole album but i think it does give you like a sneak peek in a direction that we've gone in in terms of like the technicality has just gone up like Mm. tenfold yeah the sort of like structures of the song is like really varied obviously you ain't gonna get that from one song <laughs> it's just one song but like i know that and and the other three of us and you three know but um <laughs> that's <laughs> why i almost said but um yeah I'd, I'd say that there's there's probably going to be a lot that that surprises people like and i have to caveat and say like don't worry we haven't done any clean singing like it's oh fuck no it's, it's oh, Jesus, by far like though. heavier than the last one but there mm-hmm. is like the title track i would say and i know i know gate creeper kind of coined this phrase before but i would say the title track 
is what I would consider like a stadium death metal song. Oh, absolutely. Like, just because of the just because of the pace and the drums, it's sort of like it's got that stadium rock sort of like big boomy like pacing without being sort of like I guess it is a stomp, but yeah, I mean the you can probably trace back like some of the DNA of what's like influenced certain songs and you know, like the title track was very much uh influenced by like uh The Unforgiven by Metallica. So I, I think you'll be able to pick up on that. It doesn't sound a fucking thing like it, but there's DNA in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what I get from it is uh ambition to be playing in front of bigger crowds on bigger stages on f- festival slots. If you're listening bloodstock for fuck's sake, <laughs> pull your fingers out, <laughs> get booked. Um, but not too late for this year. You're ready to go. <laughs> but there's ambition there to be more than just, uh, another underground death metal band. Like that's what I'm hearing, man. Yeah. I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head more specifically, like, like not just being just another old school death metal band like Mm -hmm. we'll always be a death metal band like no doubt about that at all and like i don't envisage a point where we even like sort of change our sound too drastically just basically make what we're doing better yeah and i think this is kind of just like the point of this yeah was to level up to to yeah sort of to be able to fill a big stage like you know it's kind of like you know you you play some bigger shows you play with bigger bands and you kind of like get the itch for it and it's not like you're like right this is what we've got to do now but i think on a sort of like subliminal level that definitely plays into it 100 percent. yeah i was gonna say because i mean it's already paid off after one track because you've been featured on the kerrang chart metal hammer's best new songs the not fest playlist like that must be fucking wild seeing that you know you've you've had these plans this is what this is what we want the album to sound like this is hopefully it will can take us up a notch and then within one song all this is happening you're like oh is it it must just be like fuck like yeah it's it's very weird and the thing is is like i mean you probably know this is like sort of like people who work in the industry and stuff now but you can never sort of like guarantee anything. Something can be as good as you think it is, but yeah, the people that are listening to it may just, it may not be received so well. And I've been in positions where that's happened before. And like, you know, we've paid a PR company fucking shitloads of money and they've been like, yeah, none of the magazines want to, when it was still magazines, you were focusing on physical magazines. Um, yeah, that none of them want to run it. So it's kind of like a, a big contrast. And for me, it's just, surreal especially you know and i know kerrang were nice about the last album and stuff like that but it's kind of like it was, it was just the review it wasn't like any feature or anything like yeah. the charts or anything last time and i don't even know if not fest was a thing um so yeah it's just fucking nuts to see their logos next to ours and you don't get to be in like our age listening to this sort of music without fucking buzzing off those sort of things oh, and if you, yeah mate and if you say that, like, oh no, like you're chatting shit, like you're trying to be too <laughs> yeah, cool for it. Yeah, you are. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You How are can you even are. be too cool for it? It's like impossible. Yeah, exactly. Like, but hopefully, I mean, like you were saying at the, um, before, like the, you've been getting on some really fucking cool, like, like supporting obituary is wild. <laughs> like supporting Undeath on their first 
UK tour. I mean, you know, they they are going to be this generation's cannibal corpse. I I, I think, like I said it before, you've got Frozen Soul coming up, their first UK shows, like support there getting in all the right faces now and and is it just the case now of once the album's out you taking the step up then to be that headliner and or, or do you, would you do you still think you'd need as a band to to get out, out on or you want to get out on these support slots a bit more and get in front of more people and yeah i, I think you know the the challenge any uk band faces especially in this sort of scene is that the US bands are always going to be bigger to begin with. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I envisage a time where we are headlining and we're <clears throat> able to say, you know, like, let's get 200. <laughs> this is purely an example, but, you know, like, <laughs> maybe there will be a point where we can be like, yeah, let's get 200 stab wounds over to support us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Run over here. I can you see know? it happening, mate. It would happen. It yeah. Would so, happen. And, you know, I, I can only hope that it does get to that point. I think for the time being for us it's just it's still about getting our names out there you can get on like metal hammer and kerrang and stuff like that and and all of that and it's it's super helpful but i think in order to raise profile you just got to get out there and play in front of people mm. yeah definitely speaking about getting out there you've only just got back from was it germany yeah yeah first uh first excursion into europe yeah first first international show with the undeaf bros yeah yeah how did that go yeah, it was an interesting one, man. It was like, now I don't, I don't want to come off like negative at all because this is not what I mean, but it's kind of like, you know, you kind of, I guess we've been very spoiled with the shows that we've played that either people have known us or we've just played to the right crowds. Oh, Every, right. Everything is like 50% luck and things can often go away. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a weird one. It was a lot of fun, like hell of a lot of fun. But it's kind of like we got there. We watched like all the first bands before us, and like people were going fucking nuts to all these like beat down and hardcore bands and stuff. Mm. And we were like, right, boys, it's going to be a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got up on stage, and there's like there, I think we were on at like dinner time. So like when we got up on stage, like the tent had like fully emptied out. Oh man! And oh, the, sound, the sound guys are going. You got to play now. You got to play now. And we were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What the fuck?" So we just started playing, and then people like slowly started to come in, and people were sort of like just look curious about it. And then by the end of the set, like people were like moshing and fucking going nuts and stuff like that. And it's kind of, to me, in a way, that's kind that's kind of better than. It's more of an achievement to yeah. do that. I think to have 100%. people moshing to you by the end of the set. Well, yeah. you've pulled them in as well. Like it's not like they, you know, what I mean, they've come in because they've heard like those sick fucking dench riffs, mate. <laughs> and they're just like fucking chucking their food down. Like, I need to have a fucking windmill, mate. Yeah. Tossing hot a fucking schnitzel across. <laughs> hot, yeah. hot, hot dog riffs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a few people still in their munching. I tell you. <laughs> but yeah, so it was good. It was a really interesting one, and it was kind of like it was humbling that it's. That, that we got to go through that and and we got to play in front of those people in a place so fucking far away from home so it's a really fucking good show and yeah i'd, I'd definitely do it again yeah right. sick i mean when you look like it was like no warning e-town concrete bands <laughs> like that playing it's like shit like fair play to the bookers for sticking some death metal bands in in amongst all that because oh yeah like you know people, like people could go now nah, you're all right 
like Kai, he's Kai's the promoter. He like came up to us when we got there. He's like wearing a hypocrisy shirt. He's like, oh, I can't wait to see you guys. And we were Quite. parked next to Undeath. And he's like, I can't wait to see you guys. He's like, death metal's really what I like. And we were like, oh, sick, cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, and, and like last year's edition, Gate Creeper headlined. And I think he's slowly starting to try and make it more of like a, a New England metal and hardcore festival as opposed to just oh, yeah, a hardcore festival. Nice. Great shout. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, just flipping back to the album, uh, Tom, you produced and mixed the album in house. Is that right? From Unfortunately, what I... yeah. <laughs> Dude, it sounds fucking oh, massive. No. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> what the fuck? Did you, did you have a sonically in your mind? Did you know how you wanted it to sound when you started writing the songs? Kind of in a way, but it just it changed. So oh really okay yeah yeah massively so when and i only say for unfortunately because it was <laughs> fuck loads of work it's worth it in the end but yeah so like to begin with it's i mean you're, you're probably gonna think what the fuck so when it, at the start the album was vastly different it sounded very different and we actually went back and re-recorded like all of the guitars oh, um wow. But yeah, I mean, I was, I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. I do know what I was thinking. Basically, <laughs> like, Mastodon is, like, one of my favorite bands, like, like ever. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, like, from the outset, the mission was kind of, what if Mastodon were a death metal band for their first, like, two or three albums? And that's that's kind of what I set out to do. And it, it sounded good, but it just it just didn't hit right. And especially... Yeah when you have to think about like right we're going to be put on playlists like next to these guys it's kind of like you know we don't want to sound like we've got like a rock guitar tone maybe yeah, when we yeah. get to like album four and we can be a bit more experimental and stuff like that but i think yeah i just kind of thought like oh no maybe this isn't it so then i just went back to the drawing board uh listened to um evisceration plague by cannibal corpse when nice yes <laughs> mate this is what we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, do you, when when you're writing and do you, like do you and and producing, do you have albums as like frames of reference where you're like, I really love that snare sound. Or I really love that bass tone. Let's see if we can incorporate that into our. It's just fascinating because we none of us have ever written an album, so it's fascinating like hearing the creative process from from people. Yeah, it's definitely. So basically, like my whole process from start to finish is like, I mean, they're not mood boards, they're playlists, but I call them like mood boards because it's not like pulling anything directly. It is just a mood. So it's kind of like, yeah, I have like a mood board of like stuff that I'm listening to where it's like will inspire me. And it was the same mm. when it came to the production that I was like, yeah, exactly. Like that snare sound. I can't remember what, what it was I referenced, but I just basically like the thing was like this the snare needed to sound like it was cracking you around the jaw yeah yeah and, yeah that's how it should sound man and the kick drum it sounds obvious but yeah it just needed to it needed to feel like you were being like need in the guts yeah um, yeah yeah so yeah that was kind of the thing and then like with guitar tone and stuff it's kind of like well i play 6505 matt plays with a 6505 when he can so it's like that's kind of easy like you know it's the it's the stat it's been the standard metal tone since fucking god knows when you go to a show and 
there's a stack of three of them on the, on the thing. So it's, yeah, I mean, we're well aware that we're not trying to like break any ground with guitar tone. It's all the focus was on the riffs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it feels like with Soul Diminished, it sounds like there's a layer of filth on top of the on top of the production, especially on the guitars. Hmm. This one, the guitars are fucking crunchy. And yeah. like I think that's that was the instant first thing I got as soon when I when I pressed play it was like oh shit the guitars are way the clarity of the guitars is way is brighter crunchier Beefier. and I, and and I, you think yeah the riffs really like hit harder uh, sold I love sold minutes don't get me wrong and, and like and for for what it was set out to achieve I think it was great um, but this one sounds sonically so much bigger and fucking fatter and crunchier man it's so that's that's what i, I that's the guitar tone i love mate <laughs> yeah cheers man and i really appreciate that and it's it's kind of like i think we're on the same wavelength because that's that's exactly what i set out to do is you know there's when i say there's like more technicality then that means you you do have to remove some of that dirt yeah to be able to like hear what the fuck's going on because otherwise yeah. it's you know i may as well just be playing beat towns all the way through um so yeah, is there definitely needed to be like a lot more like clarity and punch to it, and it's it's kind of weird because I I go back and I I sort of like listen to Soul Diminish now, and when it first came out, like people were like alluding to the fact that we were like using HM2s. So I was like, when I I've what? never bought a HM2 in my life, like, <laughs> really. But I, I think it's kind of like you you mentioned that sort of like layer of filth on top, and it's kind of some people they don't really know what HM2 is and yeah, they yeah, can't really yeah. discern what that means. But so like now what I'm saying is like, oh, I kind of get what they were saying. It was a bit of a bit of a muddy, like sort of tone. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Got that. Gin, gin, gin. It's funny. Cause uh, I've seen, I've seen online mixed reactions. Frozen soul have taken uh, a few pelters for their, uh, the production on their new album, but, Fucking bands have to sound bigger, and in this day and age, to to get places and to get on bigger bills and to get, you have to have a sound that's uh, easier to digest yeah. for more people. You can't um, have caveman sound in it all the time. Can't do it. No, exactly, and you know you can't. You know, and as well, they they would. I would assume be under certain pressures from the label where it's like, it has to be to a certain standard. Like the, yeah. the label would have paid money for the recording. Like it has to be to a certain standard to be able to appeal to that many people. And it's easy for people to say like, Oh, like, Oh, they're just trying to be a monomath or whatever. Like, yeah, it's easy to come to that conclusion, but there's, there's so much more to what's going on than that, than, than what a lot of people don't really understand and that's fair enough like not everyone has to know the ins and outs and stuff like that yeah. but yeah i mean and as well with the with the frozen soul production i think it's probably like because a lot of these people that are saying this sort of stuff uh are just listening on tiny little earbuds like you put that Dude. record on a big system and it sounds fucking ginormous like it sounds yeah fucking mental dude we say this all the time like all of us three have spent so much money on fucking headphones and I'm constantly pissing around with my EQs on like, do you know what I mean? Stuff like it does make such a huge difference. And like you, like you're saying, like the, I, I, I couldn't imagine going back to listening to music on like 20 pound earbuds. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you just don't get what bands are trying to fucking give you sonically. You can't get that without investing a little bit in, in, yeah. in the equipment to listen Definitely. to it on. 
No, 100%. Take away their opinion. Just be like, oh, sorry, I've read your opinion, but what headphones <laughs> do you have? Get out. <laughs> be like, Denied. Yeah, every, every tweet should come with, like, you know, the, the time, <laughs> date. Yeah. They were listening to I want some specs. I want some hard data that shows me whether you're a fucking idiot or not. It's, um, it must be cool for for you guys, like you were saying, you know, like with label pressure, maybe for Frozen Soul and stuff. But like Church Road is such a great home for you guys, isn't it? Because you know you're probably never going to get that with with Sammy and Justine going, Tom. <laughs> you know, this is a little bit too. <laughs> um, no, yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, I just have to praise both Justine and Sammy with like how they are to deal with like they're just such a fucking i may have said this before like they're just an absolute joy and they just make the whole process like so easy and like you just i mean they're both like massive death metal heads as well like i mm, don't know if you've yeah. seen like sammy's cd collection yeah hey the fact it's a cd collection tells you a lot yeah but the yeah. fact he he is both of them are probably like have such an encyclopedic knowledge that would put like you know the the most cult person to shame um but yeah it's just like their their enthusiasm and sort of uh love for the music as well like so the day that we delivered the album obviously sent them like the google drive links i was like here it is all like mastered and everything and then like i think it was like two hours later i got like videos of them like dancing in their kitchen to it like, and <laughs> how much they loved it and stuff and it's you know it's things like that that go a hell of a long way especially like when you've toiled and tormented over something for so long the last thing you want is like a non-responsive label that are like yeah cool sent that off to the plant like i'm never going to listen to it yeah I hope everyone likes it yeah um so yeah the, the fact that they've got such a love for it and and i imagine that they they do this with all the bands that they work with because they they really curate uh, the bands that they put out which as well i think is a is a very admirable thing and it's not just sort of like quantity over quality they're very much one release a month like they know what they want to do and and it's all varied it's all cool yeah man that's it's so sick um <laughs> talking of sick right let's get onto that fucking artwork <laughs> like <laughs> oh the artwork is absolutely incredible obviously done by our good buddy james balsamer um how did that all come to life yeah so it's a bit of a a crazy story like and i don't know if james actually knows this but we basically the artwork was we had a version of the artwork that was already done um and then the guy that was doing it he i don't know if I've, if I've sent it to any of you lot so basically like it was this artist he's a sick artist he's not really a death metal artist he's just someone that i i'd seen his work he he'd worked with mastodon and stuff if that gives oh, you wow. any clue um <clears throat> so yeah he he agreed to do it sent some drafts it was a really like good process and then he like he sent a version of it and then he was like i'm not going to work on this anymore i've got some like problems sort of thing so it's kind of like fuck like <laughs> and this is when we thought like we had to deliver the album sort of right at the start of the year oh shit um so it's kind of like fuck like i'm kind of like fucked it <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously he had his shit going on like th this stuff happens like you know it's, it's no yeah stress, no hard feelings at all um so it's kind of like well i i think 
I can't remember how James's name came into the conversation. I think I think it may have been a fact that like I'd seen his work for uh, Soulfly or Municipal Waste, and I just thought like fuck he's way too out of our range there's no way that we'd be able to ever work with him like he's he's just way too fucking sick like he's doing stuff for like um fucking uh elden ring and stuff like that oh dude the spirit world cover as well yeah yeah exactly so it's kind of like he he was one that we did want to work with but it's kind of just like he just he seems like he's he's too unattainable for us um but i just uh what is it shot my shot shoot shoot my shot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just shot my shot and i was like here's the deal like we've got to turn it around like pretty quickly blah 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 um and he was like fuck yeah like i love your band already like i'm really keen to do this i was like oh shit okay cool. oh amazing yeah so it's just such an easy process like you know I, we've had the honor of working with jerry Wormwalk as well that was also a really good process and it just seems like we've gotten really lucky just to be able to work with such an amazing hardworking artist who is is just like so personable in his process as well. Oh, like, he's the best man. Yeah, he's so fucking yeah. cool, man. Like and he's it, just a fan as well, isn't he? Like he absolutely fucking loves it. Yeah, man. I think I think that's just what it all boils down to when you're working with this. It's like the people you want to work with have to be sort of like passionate about it and yeah. And want to be here, you know what I mean? And and he is that guy, like through and through. And you know, I'd fucking work with him again in a heartbeat. Um, but yes, yeah, so, like the process of that was kind of like here's the brief, here's what the not the album is about, but here's like the central theme. This is what I was thinking, and I just said like, so basically the the idea was there was this like uh, is in El Salvador. There's this like uh, sheriff to this tribe who was like taxing the fuck out of this tribe and one day they just had enough basically pinned him down melted all their silver and poured it down his throat oh Oh, fucking hard yeah fucking (laughs) brutal as fuck this is a true story as well it's in the like early 1900s i think but yeah and then their thing was like uh this was for his like unquenchable thirst for greed so i was like that is so fucking sick <laughs> change so a couple kind of... of words around lovely yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. um so then yeah it's kind of like that but then also letting james just like roll with it and have his take on it again sent like a mood board of like colors and kind of inspiration and stuff but yeah when he f- so like when he first sent it he sent like four drafts back within like a week i was like holy shit like these are all way better than what we had before and these are just drafts <laughs> um and yeah so we just sort of like decided like yeah this one and i just kept basically getting him to add like more and more gore to it um, i don't know if he started to get sick of it or what but um yeah so it's just yeah such a good process and i'd highly recommend getting him to make you a piece of art whether you need an album cover or I don't know. You just want some fucked up portrait of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, he's like, because we had, we chatted, we had a chat with him on here. We had him on for an episode and, um, oh, he's the best dude. We, it was like two hours, but we chatted for about half an hour before, like an hour afterwards. It was, it was just (laughs) the fucking best dude. And, um, he's really, he's only just started doing album cover art, which is, absolutely wild to me but he's gonna be one of the oh, mate, the it's... artists that people want to work with man 
his trajectory is absolutely bonkers. Was the, <laughs> yeah. was the first one he did municipal waste? It, it was, yeah, municipal waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. is nuts. That's insane. I mean, you know, it's obviously like well deserved and and stuff like that. That's just, yeah. I mean, where he'll be in another year, he'll be the go-to. The yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's such a. We say it all the time on it. It's such an important thing now um album cover art like when when yours was um unveiled like everyone was just like oh my god like this this is fucking this is the one this is it. if you it we say it because there's you know there's so much music coming out all the time now like we're bombarded by fucking millions of albums every month and if your album don't stand out now it can not make or work can make or break you to start like before people have even heard a note like you you look at a shitty album cover and go oh pff, nah you're right I've, there's plenty more i can be listening to and it's 100%. just so important yeah 100 percent. like that is and i think with with uh unless the band is like really good at concepts but can't write a riff for shit i think it's pretty fair to judge a book by its cover when it comes to it, album covers like, yeah 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 if the album artwork is sick then you're most likely in for a fucking sick ride. It's like first impressions, isn't it? Hmm. If it's yeah. a shit out rec- album, art, like it's kind of. Well, it's like what we do every week. Over it, yeah, if yeah. It's bands we've never heard of before, but if that artwork is sick, one of yeah. us three will listen to that album based on the artwork. Yeah. So it's important, it. man. It's got. To, it's got to talk to you. Hundred percent, and you know, like before streaming services and stuff like that. I mean, you're probably the same as me. Like when you went into like a record shop or a, or a music shop or whatever it's kind of like you don't have the streaming services to listen to it before you buy it so mm, back that... in the day it's kind of going back to what that was it's like oh this album artwork looks fucking sick i'm gonna get this yeah and yeah yeah i genuinely like found like so many bands that like shaped the way that i am like now literally because of that like yeah you know through the eyes of the dead i think i picked that up because i was oh. just like Band name's hard. The CD cover's hard. The cover was sick. Yeah, yeah, man. I think All Shall Perish is another one. Bleeding Through. Like, I just picked them up literally off the strength of, like, the covers. As it turns out, they were fucking massive. And everyone else was like, yeah, these are sick. <laughs> 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 the little Tommy boy living in rural Suffolk didn't uh, <laughs> It's also, like, with bands, you know, obviously bands now have to merch is such a massive thing for, for bands to survive on you've got sick sick art you've got sick merch and then you're going to sell more of it so it's it's also it feeds into that as well 100 percent. i mean your t-shirts are your billboards like you know like yeah if if people if you know if 10 people were to wear like a <clears throat> like a mutagenic host t-shirt to bloodstock probably one of those people is going to be like oh i I, I saw that band name like i'm going to check them out like yep. they're at a festival that i'm at they probably like the same sort of shit as me yeah but yeah that, that's the way it goes yeah you gotta you gotta have a good merch game these days oh yeah you really do and daz will buy all of it if you do so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have no like daz soon, is retired soon. apparently don't <laughs> listen to that bullshit song as, as soon as soon as i um, <laughs> bought uh, a cannibal corpse shirt yeah exactly i did i, did. I, I ain't <laughs> i ain't fucking stopping mate and i ain't retired stop. mate it's nice <laughs> it's like that fucking bit in uh in the wolf on wall street and it's just like, i'm not fucking yeah that's, it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what i'm like mate i'm not fucking stopping every week that's the speech for you <laughs> i'll unblur this screen one day mate and it'll just be fucking 
racks and t-shirts and loggies. Those old like Disney film libraries. Dusty old merch times. How many shirts do you reckon you got? I don't know. I'll do an inventory at some point. You've got to have one of the biggest collections. It's probably quite a lot. I like to just cut them up on that now, basically. So I've got like doubles. So I've got like a couple of Cannibal Corpse ones. And the one that I'll kind of like least like I'll chop. Yeah. And wear it in the summer. One stock, one's a rock. Yeah. Oh, here <laughs> yes, we go. Baby. He it. knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Oh, man. Something I wanted to ask you. I don't know if you get this question, but it's something that I I think about quite a lot, right? As, as your band starts to grow, mm-hmm. you get gig offers. You get, I don't know, festival offers. How the fuck does you... How does this work with you being, you've all got jobs. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> how is it, if, as you start to get bigger and you get offers, is this going to become harder for you guys logistically to, to work the band? How does, how does all that sort of, it's got to be something you have to think about really hard. Yeah. It's, and you know, I've like learned my lessons from the past, like my last band I, I may have mentioned these before but as a man called road mutant which is like a, a thrash metal band and we went hard like we we weren't a touring band we had like an ep and a demo out but i think like the year we we're most active worked out we played like over 50 shows a year and that was kind of like we just got all got burnt out there's no like we weren't being strategic with it we were just taking every single show yeah driving to bristol from here which is like four and a half hours on a wednesday night get getting to work in the morning like absolutely fucked oh, fuck oh mate spending shit loads of money on fuel like not selling enough merch to cover it people just get sick of being in the band blah 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 so i kind of took those learnings from that with this and i was like right everything we do has to be like worthwhile it's not that we're one of these bands that like we think like we have to, we'll pick and choose what we want to do we don't want to do the work because don't get me wrong we've done the fucking work we've yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fucking loads man like, <laughs> um but yeah it does oh this is the first time i've been in a position where i'm starting to think like right in a year's time like i'm we're probably gonna have to make some sort of like decision do we like do we pursue this full time like you know do we what what do we do i mean mm. I guess that's when you get sort of like management involved to sort of like advise you and try and help you maximize what you're doing. So it is a sustainable like career. Yeah. I think we're, we're, we're a long way off from that now, but I think, yeah, it's something we'll have to consider. And the thing is, is like, I've got like a career that I've worked like really fucking hard to, to get to where I am. Yeah. The others are the same as well. Like Jay, he sort of like works in construction. James, our drummer, he's like, he he has like quite an involved job at a timber company like oh i saw some decking he built yeah fucking amazing (laughs) i mean that's just that he just did that on the side i was just like (laughs) fuck like (laughs) and uh matt our guitarist he works in pathology which is obviously a very like intense job like playing with blood all day so it's kind of like yeah we we don't really take anything lightly and with with james being in two bands as well yeah oh yeah shit um the annual leave gets absolutely rinsed and i think we start to piss off our partners with like uh, can't go on holiday we've got to save it for tour <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, luckily they're all like very understanding my like mine specifically i say specifically because i know firsthand like she's 
she's incredibly understanding she's incredibly supportive and you know you, you can't take those sort of things for granted oh absolutely no it's cool just to get that perspective because you don't obviously you see oh this band are doing so sick oh they've got this gig but you don't I guess a lot of the times you don't see the humans behind it and it's, you know, it's hard fucking work. And like you said, man, like you, you're on an upwards trajectory. So at some point these decisions are going to, are going to come along, aren't they? So I suppose it's good to be prepared early doors for, for when they do happen. So, yeah, I think, I think the key is, is to just be smart about it and, mm. you know, yeah just make just make good decisions well that's six i think i think sometimes i say this to the guys sometimes and um i think it's just a case of the stuff you say no to is as important as the stuff you say yes to 100 percent. do you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah yeah there's some tours we've had to sort of like turn away as much as we'd like would have loved to do them like we're like, well, realistically, like the shows might be busy. We may not go down as well because they're just a straight metal band or it's like a hardcore thing. It's like, you know, as much as we'd love to, because we got offered like this, uh, it's like three or four weeks around Europe with a band that we all really like, but it's just like, oh, is that, it's, it's not the right move. Like we can, yeah, we've got to save our annual leave. We've got to save those favors. We've got to save pissing off the missus for something yeah. that's really worthwhile you know yeah 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 absolutely um so tom i remember around about the time you first came on um you put out a tweet basically saying that we're living in like a golden era for death metal right now um and i ain't slowed down over the two years <laughs> since you put that tweet out but and, and this is what it must have been like living during that early sort of late 80s early 90s boom um it's just death metal is just fucking incredible right now, isn't it? This, this this has to be the strongest it's ever been, right? I mean, yeah, like I I wasn't around the first time round. I can only imagine what it was like when you had like Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, fucking uh, Dario side and fucking, yeah, 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 obituary, death, fucking immolation. Um, immolation yeah like Im- imagine living in that period like it's fucking nuts but at the time they probably didn't realize what that was going to be yeah so it's kind of like i guess it's kind of cool for us to be like this could be that like this could be 1991 to 93 all over again and like this this year specifically like we've been spoiled since like i'd probably say like since 2017 2018 we've been spoiled with like the amount of good stuff that's been coming out, but it just feels like every year just gets like better and better madder and madder. Yeah. And th- yeah. This year, like it's just unbelievable. Like I think I put out a tweet the other day, like, is there any bands that aren't putting out an album this year? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, today cannibal corpse was a fucking surprise. Cause it was kind of like, obviously cannibal corpse. I'm going to put out an album this year. Cause we've not heard anything about it yet. Lo and behold, like fucking even Cannibal Corpse are doing one. Like I think Blood Incantation has just finished up in the studio. Gate oh, Creeper God, just exactly. Right. Yep. It's all coming. It's all coming. Fetus have got one coming this year. Yeah, yeah. two mold have started to like rumble around as well. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. at it. Fucking hell. So yeah, it's just it's just nuts. And I, yeah, I think we are living through like a golden age of it. And I, I, it's easy to become jaded. It's easy to kind of take it all for granted and stuff so it's i think it's important to like take a step back and just think like 
the amount of cool shit that's happening, the amount of cool stuff that's coming out, the amount of like music that we're living through, you have to take a step back and like just appreciate that. And oh, absolutely. And, and that's why like any form of like negativity and like shit talking just fucks me off because it's like you, you don't realize like what we've got. Like why are you why are you yeah. moaning? Like just fucking yeah, enjoy yeah. it while it's here because it ain't gonna be here forever. Yeah, true. We, no, say, we, we say this all the time, mate. And I mean, even like, and we're not just talking about new bands here. Like, even even the old guard are putting out like, Cannibal Corpse the last album was fucking unreal. This one you just know is going to be the same. Immolation's last album was wicked. Obituary's new album's wicked. Um, you know these these oh the old guard are still out there, and these new bands have come along and and not kicked them up the arse. But I think it's it's almost like a well, we'll fucking show you kids. Like, do you know what That's I mean? It. I think they've taken... That's a really, good thing. Yeah. They've really been inspired by a lot of these new bands as well. So it just it just goes round, man. Like the circle of inspiration is so cool. 100%. That's, that's how scenes develop as well, isn't it? Like in, hmm. their, in their infancy, it's like you get one band that, that comes out with that killer fucking thing. Then all the other bands like, right, we've got to fucking do better than them. We've got to get on the bigger show like over them sort of thing. And it just creates this spiral of, yeah, like quality. And yeah, I think you're totally right that these these other bands... I mean, I guess they never really let up, did they? But I mean, I guess like Immolation did come back with a fucking insane album. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. yeah, yeah. Maybe Morbid Angel will come out with a good one next. Oh, I'm so, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if Rutan's current uh, current output is anything to go by, then uh, fingers crossed he'll be involved with it somewhere. But. <laughs> The thing I like about it as well is the sheer variety of everything. Like, mm-hmm. Creeping Death don't sound like Phobophilic. Vomit Forth don't sound like Faceless Burial. Gate Creeper don't sound like fucking Undeath. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much there's so much variety out there. And that's just the US bands. And look at, like, the UK scene currently. Like, Cryptic Shift, Iron Tomb, Yourself, Slime Lord, Mortary Spawn, Coffin Mulch, Cryptworm... There's such a big variety of death metal out there at the moment that whatever your niche is, there's there's something sick happening in every area yeah, of it. Something something sick out there for all you sick fuckers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's I think that's what's cool, and that's where there's like the sort of like parallels, and people are probably gonna be like, oh, fucking hardcore, but there is like that parallel of that attitude of like. You know, you can have hate breed. You can also have fucking like title fight. They're yeah. both hardcore bands. They're both yep. totally different mm. ends of the spectrum. And now, it's it's probably always been that way. But I think like now, there's like a lot more unity in it. Yeah. where it's just kind of like we just like death metal. Like whatever. Like you have a different mood for a different band. There's days where like. I just want some easy listening, so I stick Gate Creeper on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear what you... yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's yeah. days where I'm feeling a bit disjointed, so I'll put Ascended Dead on, you know, like Yeah. That's that's the way it is, and it's fucking sick and it's it's cool to have all that variety to pull from. Yeah, absolutely. Um on the U on the UK scene, like how high do you think the ceiling is for, for UK death metal? Do you think there is one or because like you said, it's it's always been a thing that the US bands tend to get the most coverage and, you know, they, they blow up faster, but it does We've feel really like... Had this, have we? We've never really had this for the UK bands, for this genre in particular, have we? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's almost like, you know, you think 
about like the old guard and stuff obviously like cannibal corpse and obituary and morbid angel are kind of like the goats that are the, the top dogs but you also had like bolt thrower up there as well i don't yep. know if they were like fully appreciated in their time i wasn't there to live through it i think you know by the time they played their last show i think I, w- I was i was like into it but i wasn't like fully sort of paying full yeah, attention same, to it. same here yeah yeah so i think like maybe there's certain parallels with that where it's kind of like i guess it doesn't really matter where you're from it's just kind of like i think the uk and the world has an infatuation with the us and the bands that come out of the us and it's the same with every genre maybe not maybe not so much with like indie and definitely not with grime and stuff because that's a very like inherent like uk thing yeah 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 but yeah i think yeah i think there's there's probably like a little bit more rungs on the ladder at the lower end for the uk bands just to prove like we can go toe to toe and i think all of the bands that are about at the moment specifically like mortuary spawn specifically like coffin mulch and slime lord and cryptic shift like i think they all very much like uh, are as good as if not better than a lot of the us bands so i think yeah there's no ceiling i think it's just people listening and paying attention which i feel like people definitely are i think they are as well i mean the fact that you know cryptic shift are now on metal blade um <laughs> slime lord 20 bucks spin you know these are there's obviously eyes from those american labels over here so it feels like a really exciting time to to be in a death metal band in this country yeah oh yeah 100 percent. and that and for us for us to see like cryptic shift get signed to metal blade and to see slime lord get signed to 20 bucks spin is is it you know without sounding too wet and slimy about it like it's fucking it's like inspirational to see and it's like yeah for me there's no like competition and like oh fuck's sake like for me that's just like that's so fucking sick like yeah. that means we can all do it like we all work exactly, hard enough. exactly we can all that fucking get there. yep that's yeah. those hardcore ethics mate coming out exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah, to what's what uh, have you got? Obviously, with the album coming up, Tom, I'm guessing there's going to be more live shows coming up for you guys. What have you got in the works that you know you can sort of tell us, or uh, you know, there must is there the last half of this year is going to be pretty busy for Celestial Sanctuary? I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I get, I think the focus is now. I mean, never speak too soon. I think I I would assume that just because whatever's coming over this year is either people behind the scenes already know about it and we're not on it so whatever um so i think the focus is is more so on like next year okay cool Uh, that could all change like tomorrow i might get an email (laughs) saying cannibal corpse are coming over to promote the new album do you guys want to do it i'm gonna manifest it i'll I'll do that too i'll do that we'll all manifest it we'll all get too right (laughs) um but yeah so we got we got the frozen soul dates coming up we've got uh the damnation salvation oh yes shit sorry i meant to mention i've got it written down here that damnation will be wicked man both day lineups are mate they haven't even announced the fucking headliners yet (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) it's it's just nuts i don't yeah fuck knows how uh, gav does it like you know he's he's obviously pulled something out here because oh absolutely 
the fact he's like, you're going to love it and there's more death metal coming. I'm like, fucking give it to me. <laughs> oh, I'm desperately trying. I'm desperately trying to work out a way I can afford to get up there for the day, man. I like yeah. it'll be amazing. I've heard it's like one of the best like indoor things yeah. you can go to. And the fact it's like in an arena as well is just nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To have like all these bands playing in fucking in an arena is, is such a cool thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, other things. I mean, I've been on a. Have you seen? There's those two, two or three day side dates just been announced. Yes, Glasgow and Manchester. Yeah. I think I saw. Yeah, so I'm hounding our booking agent to get us. On. Oh, <laughs> oh, mate, oh, yeah, yes. that'd be incredible. That'd man. be class, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if we can get Matt, our guitarist, uh, a picture with Glenn Benton because he kind of looks like a, a miniature version of him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't fucking know. He doesn't as well, does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that, that's kind of it at the moment that i'm aware of there may be something that comes in i know there's been a few shows that we've kind of like been asked to do that either we just haven't heard back from or we will like a week before because that's sometimes the way as well like the gate creeper shows it's kind of like we only found out like a couple of weeks before we were getting those and then even those them we didn't get told like the full amount that we were doing and it's kind of like the week before the manchester one they're like do you want to do the manchester one as well so it's kind of like you know things can just yeah, change yeah. on an yeah. instant you don't know what you've got coming up i'd imagine that'll be the case when the album drops won't it like won't things just start like gearing up a bit yeah i think yeah as well, like it's, it's well timed with with when things are getting booked for next year as well so i'd, I'd probably say next year will be will probably be the busier one but I nice. think it's quite cool because it gives the album a chance to breathe and people yeah. to get to know it. I think the shows it it must be easier for you as a band then for set uh, set list wise to be able to put more new stuff in because people know it and it's not, you know, like me and Death saw Rancid the other night and they played one song off the new album because you know people aren't going to know it yet and they want to hear the they want the hits. Yeah, yeah. So it must be easier for a band once the album's had a chance to grow a bit and breathe and then then to go out and play them live. So. 100%. I think as well, with, with where we are as well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like hardly anyone knows who we are. Hardly anyone's actually heard Soul Diminished in the grand scheme of things, obviously. So I think, you know, when hopefully, you know, this time next year or early next year, we would have picked up a lot of people that would have, yeah. that would be their first impression of this band. So, you know, we've got to make sure we've got those songs tight which is going to be fucking hard, but we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've um, you've shot yourself in the foot there, mate, having to play that and sing live at the same time. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out <laughs> somehow. <laughs> uh, Tom, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure, man, ha having you back on. Um, obviously, best of luck with the with the album and everything like that. I've got no doubt it's absolutely going to slay people's minds yeah, when, mate, they, when they hear it. Like, it will, mate, it will. The single already went mad in it on on Twitter. Everyone was loving that shit, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 so nice to see, and it's obviously I got to shout out the the Twitter metal community because yeah, it's just it's such a good community of people, and you know to put to put that out to get such a positive response and to get so many messages and you know even comments on the stuff. Like I see everything. Like I try and respond to everyone, mm. but it's just fucking every word that's said like. I fucking appreciate everything and it's it's so fucking cool. So see thanks to you guys for having me on as well. 
this oh, always no, mate. Anytime, it's always mate. a pleasure mate always a pleasure and um yeah hope like any show you want to come to just let me know and i'll, I'll sort you out. i think you guys have your hookups anyway we're at frozen soul mate we're, we're, up, really, we're there mate we're, we're, already, up. we're already booked up for that so uh yeah. yeah we'll uh we'll we'll have a hang then it'll be cool yeah oh yeah that'd be sick yeah nice one so yeah insatiable thirst for torment august the 25th that drops make sure you get on it and pick up a copy of the physical as well because you're going to need to have that artwork up on your shelf in your collection and on a shirt and that t-shirt mate yeah I'll that, yeah that t-shirt that. is unbelievable so, yeah. <laughs> get your mum one as well and your dad. <laughs> hey, then you can tank one isn't it there we go yeah get yeah and then tank one for your mum and then tank one for your dad and then t- <laughs> You gotta do rock one to your mum. So on that sleeveless note, thanks everyone for tuning in to Bangers and Marsh, the podcast for heavy music. We'll be back again very soon. Till then, party on, dudes! Party on, dudes! <laughs>